All right, guys, welcome back to the Impact Defense Podcast. Uh, this is episode I don't even know anymore. Okay, do you know that we've been doing this at this point for, we're going on three years? You're kidding me. No. What? <laughs> yes. I mean, we got a little bit to go, but yes. Three years doesn't feel as long as it used to. I know. That's because you're 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 an adult now, Jada. Yikes. Adult years go by so much faster than, than kid years. Yikes. I realized in the intro, I didn't even mention like what we we're actually going to talk about today. And that is, you know, being safe in your travels when you are renting a vehicle or doing ride shares or anything around that kind of stuff. I have never actually done either of those things. Oh, really? I yeah. Have. Okay. So this one's definitely going to lean on like. Yeah, pretty huh? heavily on you. Although okay. I do have a doozy of a news story okay. for a little bit later. All right. But before we get into all that, the news story and everything, our blackout coffee of the day, the flavor is our favorite flavor. Oh, okay. Oh, no, wait, not yours, though. It's my favorite flavor. My favorite actual just like flavored coffee, and that's chocolate cherry. And I, I've said it about 50 times on the podcast. I never would have said that. I never would have guessed that. I've just I've never been somebody who liked fruity fl- flavored coffees, but you know, yeah, it is really good. It's a good rich flavor mm. that's got you know comforting chocolate flavor. Yeah, it's nice. Yep, uh, yeah, it is really good. Yep, but anyway, chocolate cherry. Uh, you can try that one. You can try any other flavor or if they're regular. You know, coffees. I love the regular coffees. Um, you know, brutal awakening, pitch black espresso, all of the. All of the good, strong coffees. I love those. Um, anyway, you can check all of that out at impactgear.live slash coffee. Uh, if they don't have a sale going on, be sure to use the code impact defense, and that will at least get you 10% off of your order of anything that you get. But just remember, always go to impactgear.live slash coffee. Okay, You ready for the new story? Yes. Okay. This story takes place in 1977. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's been a while. It's been a little while. It is a personal story, though. Okay. This says, My brother was little at the time and had been at a friend's house. I don't remember what the occasion was, but my parents were picking him up. It was late at night, winter. My parents pick my brother up, load him into the car, and start driving home. As they are leaving the neighborhood to get to the main road, they see a man come out of the woods with a shotgun and get into his van on the side of the road. Now, the area I grew up in was a suburb. But the folks can be rather redneck. Seeing someone coming out of the woods with a shotgun is worrisome, but usually means it was a poacher. Dad just keeps driving. The man gets into his car and follows my parents onto the main road. Still nothing to be too worried about. They make a few turns on the way home, and it becomes increasingly obvious that the van is following them. They pull into the housing plan we live in, which was mostly a new construction. The van pulls into the plan behind them, at the time, our house was the only finished occupied house in our little cul-de-sac. The street lights hadn't even been turned on yet. Pitch black, winter, cold, isolated. The van pulls into our driveway behind my dad. Dad gets out of the car and sends mom and my brother into the house and tells them to lock the door. He waits till they get inside and he walks up to the van, stands at the nose of the car and just stares at the man inside waits no questions no bravado no nothing he just stands there waits intimidatingly okay (laughs) yeah 
Now, what you need to know about my father is at that time, he had a full-ride scholarship for football in college, dropped out, and decided that it would be fun to join the military and volunteer to go to Vietnam instead because he was bored. (laughs) Spent a year on some little island at a ranger camp. He is an intimidating man and always has been. Without being overly tall or large, he has a presence. You just don't want to mess around with him. He is now much older and somewhat overweight, but in 1977, he must have been something because without any words being exchanged, the man just put his van into reverse and drove away. (laughs) The story doesn't end there, though. The next morning, it was all over the news that a man had been murdered the night before in the housing plan my parents picked my brothers up from. Mm. Or my brother up from. Just a street away, a man had been shot through his living room window with a shotgun died on the floor while his wife tried to flee. Kids asleep upstairs. The wife leads the man through the woods on a chase, and they find her body a few hours later in the woods, Mm. the same area where my family saw the man come out from. Oh, wow. Turns out it was Edward Surratt, a serial killer. Holy crap. Dang. You wasn't kidding. You kind (laughs) of prepped me, so this this one's interesting. It was very gruesome, but one of the families had a happy ending so yeah well so yeah. it had a a better ending it was not yeah happy but everybody was okay kind of thing whoa you know and the dad was super confident too yeah you know he sent the mom and the son inside which it was obvious he had in the other incident he killed the man first and then the wife second so uh but serial killers don't want to get caught either exactly yeah and so whenever he sent the wife and son inside the, the the killer probably assumed that He's in him inside to call the police or yeah. something along those lines. That's true. And then him standing outside in the car, he knew there was going to be more of a fight than he was probably willing to get into yeah. and that he would be way more likely to get caught if he stayed. Mm-hmm. That's true. Weighed his options and decided to leave, and that was that was really good for that family. Can you imagine, though, being that family, you know, being anybody in that family and going like, holy crap, you know, that person was, you know, that was that was an absolute killer. That was not like some just random yeah. little thug somewhere. That was an absolute killer. Mm-hmm. Ah, wow. Mm. <laughs> Nerve-wracking. Yeah. Yeah, to say the least. To say the least. All right, with that, we are going to move into kind of the main part of our podcast here and talk about renting vehicles, uh, ride shares, all of that. I've, I've done all of that. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk about all that through there. Um, first off, remember that our goal is if we're in an, another area, uh, the goal is not to look like a tourist, not to look like you don't belong there, not to look like you don't know what you're doing there. Try to look at the area a little bit ahead of time since we do have, you know, maps. Yeah. Um, so you can use the, the whatever maps app is on your phone and go ahead and get familiar with the area ahead of yeah. time just to make sure that you have that little bit of extra knowledge and uh, that way you just feel more confident with the area and look less touristy in the first place. Yeah. 
Yeah. One thing that I did in a situation where I knew I was going to be, I flew into an area, they picked me up from an airport. You know, it's pretty obvious that I was not from there. Uh, what I did not do was allow them to think that I was brand new to the area. Like I didn't know anything, you know? Uh, so, so my goal in that situation was to be, familiar enough with everything beforehand that I did not look like a complete and total newbie um, when I was being picked up. Um, now, we're going to talk about vehicle rentals first, but yes, kind of the same kind of... Go ahead. Yeah, but part of that is what rental vehicle you choose. Yeah. Make sure that your rental vehicle does not easily identify you as a, in a re- rental vehicle. If there is a giant sign plastered to the side advertising the rental company, maybe try to go with a different one. Yeah. And if all of their vehicles are like that. I was just thinking company. of the movie RV and that giant Gosh, advertisement been, on the side. It has been forever since I've seen that movie. <laughs> I think I only watched it one time. I, I remember that. I have to want to try that out, check that out again. Anyway, this isn't a movie podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But if it's easily identified as a rental car, obviously they know you're not from the area yeah. and don't have access to a regular vehicle. Right. Especially if it's already a touristy area. Yeah. You know. And you probably have some form of luggage or something inside of the car yep. if uh, or for them to target to steal if they are just thieves. Yep. Kind of going back, you want to make sure you have clear directions as to where you're going to go before you pull out of the rental parking lot. You know, you don't want to look like a complete and total idiot on the road either. You know, you don't want to look like, it's like, oh, should I turn? Oh, you know, because then, number one, you're going to upset other drivers, and then we have road rage, and we've already had a whole. Maybe try to get a model car you're more familiar with. That too, yeah. That's also a thing. But, like, if I don't know where I am and it's pretty obvious like we've been behind people it's like it's obvious they don't know where they are I know uh so when you live in a rural area you can always tell who's not from the area by when they flip their turn signal on and when they slow down you know because when you're on a a rural rural road and you know where to turn it's always maybe a hundred feet before the turn someone throws their turn signal on and just you know kind of whips in which is is not really me. I try to give enough for a signal beforehand. But when someone doesn't know where they're going, they drive a lot slower and yeah, have you, their turn signal on for a very long time. And you can, can usually see them. see them start to turn and then change their mind. And Yes. <laughs> or you see them, like, turn turn signal on, look around, left, right, look around, just keep looking around, and then turn turn signal off. And then, if it's a husband yep. and wife, you can see one throwing their hands up, frustrated. <laughs> Yeah, and I know that you can't like always stop that from happening. Okay, it's going to happen some. The the thing is, try to be as familiar as you can with the area before you go, so it does not happen constantly. That's yes. that's kind of the big thing. If it's happening constantly, then you're going to be more of a target and he's more easily. Yeah, selected. find the road view of where you need to turn to identify yeah. a few landmarks. Mm-hmm. So that'll help you with your turn a lot because. In our area, you can never guarantee that there's actually going to be a road sign saying the name of the road. <laughs> That's, true. That's very true. Because either Jim Bob with his uh, horse trailer took it out or it just never had a road sign in the first place and whoever was on the road decided what the name was, you know? So, so just yesterday, I was actually driving down 
in, in rural area, kind of very near a town. And um, I was going in an area that I wasn't really super familiar with. And I was using the GPS because, you know, like with the GPS, you're always sure of where you're going, right? Not exactly. Um, so as I'm going, I'm looking, going like, I've been here one time before and I thought I turned on that road. But it's not saying that. It's saying it's further up. And I'm waiting and I'm getting close. And then I realize, oh, wait, I was supposed to turn on that road. And it did not tell me until after I passed it. Turn right. And I'm like, whoa, wait. <laughs> I was actually sitting like completely perpendicular to the road when it tells me to turn right. And I'm like, well, I guess I missed that turn. Um, yeah. But so you even like in a GPS, you want to try to familiarize yourself because it's not always going to tell you exactly correct. One of my most notable instances, whenever I was driving to my Sunday school teacher's house for the first time for an event with that Sunday school. And they live in Denton and there are so few road signs <laughs> leading there. Well, I just happened to come on a really terrible day. I also did not have a phone with an actual data plan. And it wasn't something that the GPS worked very well on. Mm -hmm. So I printed out the instructions on how to get there, which I can follow the printed out instructions. That's fine. Obviously, GPS is easier, but yeah. I can follow printed out instructions. Yeah. I try to follow the printed out instructions, but there was construction on those roads. And in a rural area with two lane roads, if there's construction on that road, there's just no going down it. You have yeah. to take a detour. And there's usually about five different ways to get to any singular location <laughs> yeah. in a rural area. But I had never been there before and I had no idea what those five different ways were. So it takes me probably an hour to get to this location that's supposed to be about 35 minutes away because of how many detours I had to take off of printed instructions. Yep. I eventually just ended up calling my dad and saying, can you please look this up and just talk me through how to get here? <laughs> because I have come across several, I've missed several turns because there was no road sign. Yep. Ended up finding the road by getting to the other side of it. So it's, oh, well, that's where my right turn should have, that's the road I should have come out of time. <laughs> you take the long way around, whatever. But gosh, yeah, it, it, was that so, because it was so terrible. You're the we, one who told me how to get home. We were, we were there as well. And uh, yeah, I told you. I was I, very stressed out. <laughs> yeah, I said, oh, this is how you came? Like, what in the world? You know, this is the most convoluted, like, way to get to this place as it was. So I was like, okay. Um, and I gave you a very, I tried to give you a very, very simple route to get back to your house. Yes. The ride home only took about 25 to 30 minutes like yeah. it was supposed to. Yeah. Uh, I only took one road or one wrong road on the way home just by the verbal instructions that you gave me. I and threw you out a map. I know you did. <sighs> there was only one part where I wasn't sure if it was my turn because it oh, was yeah, dark and yeah, once again, lack of road signs. And so I just went straight instead of turning in one area mm. in a four way. And it was very clear that it was the wrong one because it just led me to a gravel road that ended in a pond. So I was going, well, that's not right, obviously. So that's where I was, that must be a right turn. This yeah. is, anyway, it, <laughs> at least sometimes it's obvious when you're going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, if you use ride share, you know, it's funny because I have, I've rented a vehicle uh, a few times. I have, 
um, been in cabs, been in like uh, Ubers or, and other things. Uh, every single time I have done it, I think, I believe every single time I have done any of those things, it's been in New York. So it was like, you know, the goal was always to know kind of like where I was and everything else and not just completely be stupid, you know, and be ignorant through things. But anyway, check the reviews of your driver if you're doing a ride share. So, you know, you can you can look at reviews on these things for like Uber or Lyft or anything. Uh, you know, check the reviews of the driver before you book the driver. And you probably want to share your location with your friends. So most of the time, it's pretty simple. You can create a group or whatever, you know, as much as we talk about group chats amongst ourselves, as much as we talk about sometimes group chats uh, through our phones are the bane of our existence, they can be like really valuable in situations like this because you're just like, share my location with this group so they know where you are. And you can do that like periodically. Uh, and that way they can kind of make sure that, you know, it's just a safety thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a bad idea at all. I mean, it's okay to make a group chat that is specifically for your friends to share their locations yeah. with everybody just to make sure, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, before you go running off with somebody, an Uber driver, and oh my gosh, you, uh, the and I don't remember when it was. It was a while back, but we had that one episode where you talked about the story where there was the, the driver. Fake, the fake cab? Yes. Well, it wasn't actually a fake cab. It was a cab. It was an unmarked cab that was stealing a marked cab's customers. Right. But it was very, it was in a time where there were a lot of fake cabs yeah. and murders and rates from that so check the credentials of the driver and the cab or the ride share or whatever check the credentials it's you know if they refuse to show you the credentials and if anything is off stop the ride yeah also make sure in the back seats and this is not really in the notes but i meant to put them in the notes and i forgot but make sure if you're going to get in that your the, the child locks are not on. So you can open it from the inside. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, insist that your window is down <laughs> or something, you know, or turn those off because they can be turned off. Usually that's just inside the door jam. Make sure that your child locks are not on because that's just one of the, that's just yes. a safety And thing. it's not a bad idea to make sure that you have your phone set to the location that you're supposed to be going either way. Every single with the time. address. Because then you can tell if they are deviating from yep. those directions. Every single time that I have taken an, an Uber or anything like that, I always have the directions going the, through the map app on my phone. So I know that I am generally where I'm supposed to be. And I know sometimes their maps that they are using might take give them a different route. But as long as I see I'm, I'm still traveling in the same direction toward the same location, I'm okay with that. You know, there can be some variance because, you know, from one app to another, you might be using something different. But Yeah, they might know that this road is a toll road or that this is, yeah. Uh, And if you really have no idea and all of a sudden you find yourself at an airport or you're in a hotel or something like that, you might want to just ask somebody that works for the hotel or the airport or whatever, bus station, tram, or whatever you're on, you know, for reputable taxi services around. You know, maybe just try to find somebody like that that you can use in that situation. Because the locals are going to know the more reputable things. Yeah, especially somebody like that because they're used to dealing with people who travel, you know? So that's just, that's another thing. 
So again, I know we mentioned them earlier before. I don't know why I was doing this thing with my hand. If you're, <laughs> I'm talking with my hand in a very weird way for this. I don't know, just big swooping motion. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jada is still making fun of me. Okay, I know we've talked about this before uh, and recently, but Invisiware is a great, great thing for travel like this. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Guys, we were thinking through our sponsors, and really, Invisiware is the one that we bring up most often when it comes to travel or being in unfamiliar areas, just yes. because it sends your GPS location to contacts and to the police if you choose to do it that way. Yeah. So, it it's just the easiest way for people to keep up with you if you feel like you're threatened and that kind of that right there doesn't cost you anything extra you can do like almost like a monitoring thing through ADT as well and pay a little bit especially you know okay I'm not really big on that generally but let's say you're you're going to be taking a trip to somewhere and you're taking a trip to a big city somewhere and you're not used to going to this big city then you may want to temporarily you know, it's like, oh, well, for this month that I'm going to be gone, I'm going to get this monitoring service from ADT on my Invisiware just because it's going to give me an extra layer of protection. You know, it might yeah. be worth it to do it in that. But like otherwise, I wouldn't necessarily suggest it because, you know, you can just double click it and it'll, it'll send the uh, GPS coordinates to your five closest friends or whoever you're, you know, for this and then the police. But like if, if in a situation where you're going to be going away, maybe it's worth doing that. I don't, I don't know, but if you're looking for something like that that you can easily, easily kind of get a message out to somebody, go over to Invisware. It's I-N-V-I-S-A-W-E-A-R.com and use the coupon code Impact Defense, and that will get you 10% off of anything that you would like to use from them. All right, so in short, just make sure that your rental car is not ID or is not easily identified as a rental car, mm -hmm. just so you look less touristy. Have clear directions to where you are going before you leave with your car. Try not to drive around like a tourist. Check reviews of your driver if you do ride share through the app. Share your location with friends. Check displayed credentials. Ask the hotel or airport that you are staying in for a reputable taxi service. And keep the directions open on your phone so that you always know if you're headed in the right direction. And check, make sure what ride uh, no. And check, make sure your child safety locks are not engaged. Yes. So that's super, super important. All right, guys. So thank you very much. I know this has been a short one, uh, but thank you very much. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope you learned some stuff. If you are learning something from our podcast, please be sure to go over to Apple Podcasts or anywhere where you pick up this podcast and rate us and write a review. It helps us out. It helps the algorithm push it to more people. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.